power of God will be released upon your life and that together we'll receive miracles signs wonders from the Lord Amen I decided not to play discord so I stayed with forgiveness Amen because if I change anything it will be discordant so we're going to study a little bit but before I do that my wife is here Margaret we've been married for 34 years we have three adult children and one is with you one is with you the girl is with you but the two young men are out there in Ghana amen we're blessed if I say we're blessed as if we're blessed it doesn't mean we didn't have challenges we're blessed in the midst of the challenges we're blessed and as we go along I'll be giving you testimonies and things that the Lord has done in our lives it will encourage you impossible things things that nobody thought would happen Pearl's being here is also a miracle like that nobody thought it was going to happen amen so we'll talk today about growing in grace but I'll narrow it down to emotional maturity amen yes the Bible has a lot of things it talks about. I mean, the book of Romans, we talk about justification, sanctification, you know, all those fications, all right, and faith and everything. And then in Corinthians, there about, it talks about marriage, talks about gifts, talks about, I mean, we learn almost everything in church. One of the areas that has troubled us is the area of the soul maturity in the soul we are all born again if you fall down dead now we can be sure we'll give you a nice burial god forbid all right but the area of the soul has been an area that has been a challenge not for us alone not for church alone for generations amen and so god wants us to grow he wants us to mature as we grow spiritually we also have to get the soul under control of the spirit and the flesh will follow. Amen. When you are not born again, your flesh leads you, all right? You, it leads the way and you go everywhere and anywhere. As soon as you get born again, your spirit takes over and begins to lead the way and you have to allow your spirit to affect your soul. Be not conformed to this world. You know those scriptures already. I know pastor, he's taught you everything. I was wondering what else to teach you, you know? Be not conformed to this, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the soul must be affected and to go ahead and affect the spirit. Uh, the first Corinthians chapter 10. Sorry, first Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 16. Chapter 2, verse 10 to 16, talks about the spiritual man and the carnal man. Alright? The spiritual man, the Greek is pneumaticos the spiritual man 
or a man who is habitually of the spirit. Amen. He doesn't live in his soul. He doesn't live in his flesh. He lives habitually in his spirit. I say habitually because we are all men. We, we love. We show emotions. We. But a carnal man is a soulish man. Sukikos. It means that he is habitually of the soul. He's controlled by his will, his emotions, and his mind. And that's what he doesn't allow the spirit man to do anything. So in the realm of the spirit, we have in or in the church, we always have two sets of people: the spiritual people and the carnal people. All right. Everybody's striving to move ahead. I don't know where you are. I'm a beginner. I tell people always, I'm a beginner. So we are all struggling to get there. Amen. Hallelujah. So what do you want to be? Do you want to be a spiritual man or you want to remain? A canal man. The canal man has his own characteristics. I'm not going to go into that today. All right. If you read from verse 10 all the way to 16, it explains it. The canal man cannot discern anything of the spirit. He doesn't know what is going on. He enjoys the music, goes home. It's entertainment to him. All right. And he doesn't expect anything from God. He can do it himself. I mean, there are little things he can handle himself. Amen. But the spiritual man depends on God. As many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Amen. As many as are led by the spirit. So habitually, we have to be of the spirit. Your spiritual things are compared with spiritual things. Spiritual people are able to discern things in the spirit. And you have to know the word discern. You're able to discern things of the spirit. The carnal person is of the flesh. He cannot... He doesn't know what is happening. Actually, he can come to church and not know what is going on. All right? He'll be looking at people's hairstyle and the bag they're holding and the can. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, it, all that goes on will not really sink in. I'm just introducing my topic. I haven't started yet. All right? It's just an introduction. And we, let me finish the introduction. Then we'll move forward. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We have so much to say when we, we stand like this. And God allows us to bring forth the things to us. You see, so what do you want to be? We need to grow. We need to grow in grace. We are not condemned by God. We are not, he wants us to go forward. Hmm? There's therefore now no condemnation. And therefore, you know, there's no, no condemnation. Those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. My key scripture for the day, which I'm now going to settle on, is in Ephesians chapter 4. And we all have to watch it. Ephesians chapter 4. Before, Ephesians chapter 4, 30 to 32. But before we go there, there's a wonderful scripture in Ephesians 1, 16, 17, 18, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. These things are spiritual things. So you need to open up your spirit and understand what is good. The eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. That you will know the hope of your calling, the exceeding greatness, I've jumped a little bit, of his power to ask what who believe. All right? These are things our eyes must open so we can Descend so we can descend. All right, in 
the Gospels, we find one time that Jesus was walking with, uh, on the road to miles. Two disciples were walking. You know the story. They were walking. Then Jesus joined them and they were talking, you know, do you know the thing? And he was like, what's happening? Jesus says, oh, do you know, you haven't heard, you know, we always gossip, you know, you haven't heard the things that, things are happening, things are happening, go there and see, you know, and things like that. And, and after they told him all the things, they didn't recognize him. Jesus was walking with him. And it's the same, we can be in church and Jesus is working and healing and doing all kinds of things. And you'll be dreaming about, uh, something kfc you know yeah thank you hallelujah amen so and they walked along and he he stayed with them until he opened their eyes and they knew him one two he opened the scriptures to them not that they didn't have the scriptures how many have bibles here i mean full bible everything bible is a bible they had the bible but the Bible said, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So all along, what were they doing? Yeah, yeah. I've been, you know, I've been training, I've been training pastors. I've taught everywhere, you know. So university, central university, I've, I've been everywhere. All right. And so I asked the students, when I, I said, so what have you been teaching the people? You know? When I say one, two, three things, and they found them, so what have you been telling the congregations that you're leading? And these are young, you know, these are young persons. All right? I said, your eyes have to what? Open. I pray in the name of Jesus today that our spiritual eyes will flip open, that we'll begin to see things with our spiritual eyes henceforth know no man after the flesh your discerning force must begin to work you must begin to see people in a different way you must begin to understand what is going on around you in a totally different way jesus was with them they had the scriptures they did not know what they were doing with it but these were disciples that's what the bible said they were disciples so what have they been learning Amen. Then open he their understanding. It looks like Ephesians 1. That the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Maybe another word for enlightening is illuminated. Alright? Light will be shed on it. You are seeing, but you are not seeing it well. So light will be shed on it so that you can see it clearly. May God help us. That we don't see things half and half. May God help us so we don't judge men half and half. May God help us so we don't see the vision of God half and half. May God help us so that we give ourselves to it, to the vision, to the calling, and to everything. Hallelujah. Amen. I know if you're going to tell our history, we'll tell wonderful history. You know those days, we left all kinds of things, good things, to follow Jesus. Yes. I worked at Deloitte. And God called me from there, right there. Sitting at my desk, I'd gone done some audits, gone round, finished some. I did DHL audit, I did all kinds of things. And the Lord said, It is time. He said, Yeah, he said, It is time. And you know, family, they know. My salary, 
my salary, my probation salary was two times my mother's education office salary for 30 years. No, it's true. So the, my son is going. Then God said it's time. So my first, as if you were, I said, God, how am I going home? To tell my parents that God has called me. And this, I'm just chipping this in. For you. So I went home. And I had one month to resign. So I wrote my, I went to my last trek, came back, and it was time. I wrote my resignation one month before. I went home and wrote a note. Uh, God has called me. You can, you can say it. You can say it. God has called me. So I'm going out there to pray. If you want me, if you want me back, I'll come. But if you don't want me back, thank you very much. And I have a fine place in a palm. I have a friend who has a mansion on a hill, so I went there to pray. First day, I mean, I went there. I, was, I didn't know who I was going to return to anyway. First day, I went. Second day, third day, we prayed fasting and prayer. And God said, get up and go home. I said, hey. And, and I have a girl mother, you know. My mother is a girl. Typical. Yeah, very good fighter. I mean, wonderful. Wonderful woman. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's made us what we are. You know? Training, discipline, all that. Wonderful. She's 86 now and still running a school. Can you imagine? So it tells you. So let me tell my story. I sat in a, a run from a palm all the way. We live at Ringway Estate, you know. Those who know, again, I know. Nice area. So I started walking on the street towards the house. There's a cave. So, no, 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 I'm not in a hurry. As soon as I bent the cave, somebody saw me. And you know what happened? They all rushed out of the house. Pasta is coming. Pasta is coming. Pasta. I had a breakthrough in prayer. I wonder why they were calling me Pasta is coming. They had accepted that, that I was going to ministry because I went to pray. I want to tell God, you have to talk to them. I'm not going to say anything. Anymore. I've said all that I'll say. You see, so we need to know how God works. When our eyes open, we will see things that others don't see. I can give you a lot of testimonies. But let me go on my message. I'll give you a lot of testimonies. There's a company in Ghana called MC. They do all these concrete things. And the young man was working in a law firm. I went to pick up my scripts to Mark in their house. And the wife said, Pastor, if you're here, you have to pray with us. I said, well, every day when I come, I pray with you. So, so why should I pray again? No, 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 pray for it. So I prayed with the wife, and then he came. As soon as he came, the Lord showed me that there was a company coming from Germany that were coming to do something, and they would come for him. You know, when I left the place, the wife was telling me later, said they laughed. Law firm 
construction company, I mean chemicals and all these things. Now, two weeks, the people came from Germany and somebody mentioned his name, so they went for him. As I talked to him, he's the managing director. They have a big factory right there at uh, Ashie, Ashie, they call it, working. We have to let our eyes it's not everything you will see. Don't say, I've seen this, I've seen that, and see it. No, 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 no. If you haven't seen it, don't talk about it. Amen. So, may your eyes open. Not just your eyes. May your ears, also, your spiritual ears also open. When you look, may you see. When you listen, may you hear. Jesus name forgiveness hallelujah Ephesians 4 30 to 32 I in order not to waste time I use the amplified so that you can explain itself and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Amen. Let all bitterness and indignation and wrath and resentment and quarreling and slander be banished from you with all malice. 32. We'll go back to those scriptures. Don't worry. And become useful and helpful and kind to one another. Tender hearted. The word is coming. Which one is there? Forgiving. Shall we all say it? Forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Amen. It's God talking to us through Apostle Paul, you know. And let's go back to those words. All right. There's a there's a Greek scholar who explained those words in a different way. He said that it's something that boils over. It starts from bitterness and boils over to wrath, clamor, evil speaking, and then malice the malicious thoughts come now you are going to harm wicked traps now now something is going to, you are going to take action on all that you've been talking about amen so let's go he said let all bitterness and wrath you know what bitterness is the root of bitterness you read the book of hebrews the root of the trouble it caused in the bible all right we'll talk about some of those things later all right and wrath, wrath is rage, bad temper. That's why my temper is no good. Though. All of us, our temper is no good. It's not just you. Yeah, yeah, you can. That's for me, I have a bad temper. So you have to know it so that if you work with me, change. Change. Work on it. Yesterday I was doing some counseling 
Google Meet. They won't leave me alone, you know. And I told her, I told the young man, I said, your wife will provoke you, your wife to be. You will get angry, especially when she's pregnant. She will annoy you. Walk away. Take your towel, put it around your neck, and take a walk. By the time you come back, you'll be fine. One of my associate pastors, you know, he, he's in Dubai now. He, he called me one day, you know, pastor, talk to my wife. Oh. And, and this guy is a very good minister, harmless, you know. He's, he's a wonderful man of God, you know. He said, pastor, talk to my wife. Oh. She's, she's been insulting me and I've not, I've not said anything. Provoking. I said, I said, I said, is she not pregnant? I said, oh, she's pregnant. I said, so what, what are you going to do? Beat her? I beg you, take your t-shirt or whatever you can get. Open the gate. Don't drive. Walk out. Walk like 20, 30 minutes out of the house. Reflect on what is going on and come back. By the time you come back, I should be asleep. <laughs> or she would have calmed down. And, and he did it. And it worked for him perfectly. They are married with four kids in Dubai now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, so rough. Me, my heart is not good. We, we, are, we are wicked. We, we, we kill people, you know. People, people, people boast. You know, people boast like that. We, what I'll do to you, you, I'll damage you for life. Oh, yeah, and people do that. And, and you're talking about Christians. Oh, recently a married couple. I think the married thing, eh? the married thing is, is, is troublesome. The married thing. The guy, the guy said, one day by the time they come, I would have shut your mouth for good. Is, is he temper? It's, it's a dangerous statement. <laughs> and they, look, some of these things you're joking, but they are pastors. These are some of Bible school students who are married. They preach the gospel. And, and this guy, when he's leading praise and worship, oh, brother. He has this voice, you know, that baritone that can mix up with, you know, so he can go up and down. Yet, his temper. It's not control. And it affects what he says. All right. So, we have to be careful. Wrath. Rage. I pray for you. In the name of Jesus. That you work on that temper. And allow the Holy Spirit to go in there. Some people say, ask me when I say it, I've said it. It, it, it means no negotiation, no, no comment. Once I, we, that's, that's how I am. Once I've said it, I won't change my mind. Hey! If your mind doesn't agree with the mind of God, you have to change. Hallelujah. Then the other one is resentment. 
That's anger, animosity. Yeah, animosity. Quarreling. Brawling, you know, brawling. Quarreling. Contention. If you see tension there, you must understand. Multiply tension, you know. Con. Tension. Then slander. That's a bad one. And we've seen, as pastors, we've seen so many things. You know, we've seen so many of these things. Yes. Evil speaking. Abusive. Being abusive. Slander. Once I went to visit the family and I went to the school, you know. It was a lady pastor in the school. So I said, let me pass by and say hi. So I passed by the school. She wasn't there. So I spoke to the headmaster, assistant headmaster or something. Looking for the pastor. She's, oh, by now she's out with a certain man. Oh, what are you saying? You know, you know, a pastor. When you hear these things, all this teaching I've been doing, all this, you know. So I said, I said, oh, he, he said a lot of things. I mean, he said a lot of things, slander. And I said, no, I need to go to their house find out what's going on. So I went to their house. The house elves were there. Has she come home? He said, no, no, she hasn't come here. She's not. Did she go to work? They said, no. Ah. If he didn't go to work, then why is the guy telling me? You know, whilst we were there and I was asking the questions, she came from the market with a taxi. She had gone to do marketing for the house. But look at the slander. slander evil speaking abusive language blasphemous language let it be banished from you with all malice malice is what ill will spite I don't want you to I don't want you to progress you know some people when others progress it pains them me left to me everybody should you know should progress very quickly so we can get to heaven early hallelujah Amen. But as people in Ghana, we call it, you have a PhD. Pull him down. Not permanent head damage. Okay, that's another one. Me too, I'm part of you. Don't worry. I'm talking about myself. Amen. Pull him down. Some people call it crabology. A crab. Crabs in a pan. Nobody will get out of the thing until they get to the soup. All of them go into the soup. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I hope I'm making sense. Okay, all right. So, these are not spiritual. These are in the soul realm. These are in the soul realm. These are emotional things. These are things that you willingly do and you can stop doing. Amen. He said, and become useful, helpful, kind to one another. You don't owe anybody anything except love and kindness. You know, when you're growing, your love grows. That agape love. You know, forget about that. That agape love. People will offend you, but you still love them. 
People will speak evil about you, but you still love them. It doesn't mean that you make yourself a target, a sitting target that will be hit all the time. But you love them, but avoid the bullets. Okay? Let me see. Avoid, <laughs> avoid the attacks. Forgive. Some people say forgive and forget. It's very difficult to forget. You can forgive. But the reason why your memory is there, it keeps it there to warn you that be careful. Don't put yourself in a place where the same thing will be done for you over, over and over and over again. Yes, don't put yourself in that place. All right? Sometimes you need to speak out and say, look, I've seen what you're doing. I don't want it. Stop it. Amen. And these things are needed in church, you know? Interpersonal relationships. We are all spiritual. We all speak in tongues. Not we speak in tongues. We are all wonderful people. We all operate gifts of the spirit here and there. But when we are interacting, your personality, my personality, temperament, this, bring a shoe on my carpet, you are brought a shoe to the church carpet. You understand? And somebody, an usher says, no way you are not bringing it. I'll remove you from your leg. You either go out, you know. Alright. So, these are some things we need to watch. I interpersonally, you will be offended. Let, let me assure you. Alright. You will be offended, but we can minimize the offense as we grow. Amen. Your mom, you know, I'm talk about James. He said the tongue is a small boy in the body, but he can cause trouble. He can start fires that he cannot put out. By the time the matter goes around and comes back, it doesn't look like you said it, but you actually started it. Tell somebody, may God help you to watch your ways. Watch your feelings. Watch your emotions. And I'm going to tell you, there's another scripture there like that. But let's read. Forgiving one another, ask God in Christ forgiving. If you want to be forgiving, forgive other people. That's simple. If you want to be forgiving, forgive other people. The Lord's prayer is clear. I mean, I don't have to go into some of those things. There's another one in 1 Peter 2, 1 to 3. So be done with every trace of wickedness and all deceit and insincerity, pretense and hypocrisy and grudges, trouble, and what? Grudges, envy, jealousy, and slander, and evil speaking of all kind. Verse 2. Sometimes we, we, we love the scriptures. Sometimes we read the second one and leave the first one. Before he said the second one, there was the first one. And the first one was defining what should happen before you move to the second one. Otherwise, you won't be able to enjoy the second one very well. Alright? He said like newborn babes. Newborn babes don't hate anybody. When we're having children, our doctor told us, he said, you are thinking for the kids. You know, we said, oh, the baby was very hungry in the night. So we got up and he asked us, do you eat 
do you get up to eat in the night? I said, I said, no, we don't get up. He said, no, why? The last meal is 10 o'clock. The baby doesn't know the word called hungry. You are imagining. It's, uh, uh, it's very profound, eh? He said, you are imagining for the baby that the baby is crying because he's hungry. Don't do that. Then I said, the diaper. You know, you, the baby's crying, crying. Oh, the diaper is wet. You know, everything is wet. You need to change it. He has pulled inside or weed inside. That's why he's behaving like that. It's not true. He doesn't know what is poo. He doesn't know what is wee. Oh, yeah. He said he doesn't know. You are, as an adult, you are interpreting the things through your own system and you are, you are helping the baby. If you leave the baby, the baby will sleep with the poo and we and you can change it in the morning. Amen. You know, Africa sometimes the ladies struggle. Uh, 12 midnight, put the baby at the back. <laughs> 12 midnight. Who do you sleep? Amen. So she, he actually helped us. Yeah, he helped us. We so we told the children, he said, when you give them the last meal at 10 o'clock, Let me show you the, the trick. Okay. He said, from the hospital, don't put the baby on your bed. Because they are so smart, they pick up the smell and the scent. And if you, if you move them from there, so our babies come straight from the hospital to the court. And stays there. And And my mom, my mom, he was upstairs, we were downstairs. You hear the baby crying. What kind of wicked parents are you? <laughs> and she'll come down and suddenly take the baby away. I said, well, fine, that's, you can take it away. But the training worked. Now, anytime they wanted to sleep, even when we we're out of the house, they wanted to come home and sleep in their court. It went. They never came to our bed. They never smelled the mother's cloth. So when the mother passes, no, nah, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those who are not yet married, I'm teaching you the techniques, okay? All right. So we, we've been thinking things for people. Things that are not there. Yes, you have to be newborn babes. And say, so as newborn babe, your desire must be one. What is the desire? Milk. Desire the sincere milk of the word. So you may grow thereby. What does the baby do? Eat and grow. The baby doesn't insult anybody. It's not quarreling. It's not, it's not bitter. There's no evil speaking. There's no anger. So you look at the baby crying and say, the baby is angry with us. <laughs> Oh, these are all your interpretations, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't interpretation of what, what is happening then. All he needs is his milk or her milk so that he will grow thereby. Growth means that you are being nurtured well. You are not, babies, 
are nurtured with milk. They are being nurtured well. And as they take the milk, they grow. They learn how to sit. They learn how to stand. After a while, they learn how to walk. They learn how to eat. After a while, if the spiritual word is not eaten or drank, we would grow. Tongues does not make you grow. Tongues does not make you grow. It strengthens you. It strengthens your inner man. It builds up yourself upon your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. But it doesn't make you grow. The word makes you grow. The word, the word, consuming the word, eating the word, drinking the word makes you grow. That's why now we are getting believers who have been repented. You haven't repented, you say you're a believer. Where did you pass? The basic level, you haven't passed it. So the word, we must follow the word. The foundations in Hebrews 6, we have to try. We must follow the, we must know, we must know the hope ahead of us. That's the last thing. All right? The word. Somebody say, tell somebody sitting by you, the word. The word that you are neglecting, that's where your nurturing is. The word, the word, the word. Desire the sincere milk without a desire. You know, since I came, something has been happening to me. In Ghana, I drink a lot of water. Then when I take the water, I put it down. I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, the, the weather is cold, so you don't want to drink water. So, so, so what I do is that I drink a lot of tea. You know, you find me at the place heating water, pour on the tea and drink. Then I come back, second cup. I'm sure they'll be wondering, ah, this man of God, is the only tea he drinks. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's just the water. You have to desire something. What do you desire? Do you desire growth? Do you understand what grace means? Do you understand what forgiveness is? Forgiveness means that you don't keep record you don't know, attend the married people again. Hey, I said, do you remember in, in, in thank you in 2003 when your brother came here and you were conversing? You mentioned and it really hurt me, but I didn't say anything because I know the time will come for me to say it. Hey, in 2023. <laughs> And, and look, these things hurt people. It brings sicknesses. It brings ailments. It brings cancers. It brings all kinds of things. And I'm going to that area a little bit. There was an old lady I had a conversation with in Ghana. Old lady, 80, 80 something. She was paralyzed a little bit. She wasn't. Then suddenly she, so I went to her to have a chat and speak Christ and all that. And she started talking to me. You know, hmm, the things this lady pointed to a lady, this lady has done to me when she was pregnant. She did this and that and this and that and that and they accused me of this and that and that and that. Said, which lady are you talking about? She said the one there. I said, which child are you talking about? But this lady hasn't had a child in the last 30 years or so. He said, yes, what I'm telling you, 32 years ago, Telling you 32 years ago, and she was harboring this. She had been harboring, she was paralyzed. She she walked with her 
backside. Paralyzed them. Because if you keep accumulating these things, it brings boils, it brings growths, it brings problems, it brings skin diseases. If anything, I mean, all the actually, if the science people are here, they they call it something, something. Psychosoma. Psychosomatic. We have some medical people here. Am I I telling the truth? So I don't lead you astray. eh? I know the soma has to do with the body, skin, and all that. And the psycho has to do with, not psychotic, it has to do with, you know, the mind and the mind connecting and behaving in such a way. That's why Paul said in Philippians, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, think on these things. Be positive. Stop being negative. Move away from negativity. Positivity is faith. Be optimistic. I, I like her. She was giving up so much, but thank you for the support. Amen. Be positive. It can be. It can happen. Let us go up at once and take the land. It's possible. We are well able. Not by what we physically see, but because our God is able and God is our partner. Amen. Are you with me? So have you changed now? <laughs> I'm joking. Have you changed now? We, we, all have, we all have to work on ourselves. All of us. I, I learned this very early in my life. So I started changing. So people think that you are docile. You know, sometimes they think you are supine and docile. When there's something, you won't say anything and you won't do anything. You are looking at the situation and you address it appropriately. No reaction. No reaction. Assess the situation. Break down the problem into various solutions. Yeah, into ways you can solve them and solve them. Amen. There's a proverb, and maybe I'll chip it. There's a proverb. A song. It was actually a song, but the, the proverb is in the song. Everything you need to take your time and think through. It's when the tortoise when the tortoise's bosom friend was the vulture. And the vulture said, my mother-in-law is dead. You are my bosom friend. The funeral will be on the tree. How will a tortoise, he said, you are my friend, how will you come to the funeral on that tall tree? (laughs) And the tortoise said, he needs some thinking. I'll take my time. I'll think. Then later he called him on Libera number and said, I'll leave a sack by the side of my door. When you come, you take it up there. I will follow up and come. So Vulture comes and picks up the sack and takes it out there to the funeral. And then Mr. Tortoise crawls out of the sack and says, my friend, I told you I'll be here. (laughs) So patience, those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. 
I'll give you a few examples in the Old Testament about some of the troubles that these little things we are talking about seemingly can cause. It breaks up churches. It reduces the image of pastors in front of their congregation. It, it makes people do this, make decisions that uh, they are not supposed to make. Amen. You remember the story of Cain? Why did Cain kill Abel? He started bitterness, anger, wrath, evil speaking, bam, murder. So, I was going to, let me use it. I bought it right at the beginning. When you see that, you know, you are getting bitter, you're looking at the brother a certain way, immediately you say, devil, don't bring this. He's my brother. He's my sister. You see the trouble it caused? Why did Cain kill Abel? Because of bitterness, wrath, evil speaking, all these things. There are many examples. Abraham and Lot themselves, you know, they disagreed. And Lot chose the best place. He ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah. It's anger, right? Isaac and Rebecca. That was a wonderful home, all. It's something that you know, was so truthful that it tells us their weaknesses also. How come Rebecca was at home? And it was Esau who had to go and prepare soup, bush meat soup, venison for the father. Have you answered that question? What was wrong in the house? Because one had chosen one child and the other had twins. So one took the younger one and the other took the other one. As they are confident, you know, confident. What happened? Trouble. Jacob, Rebecca tricks Isaac. I mean, I mean, women are powerful. Don't let me go there. If you are married, watch your wife carefully. Don't take her for granted. Because women are powerful. She knew how Isaac thinks. She heard the gossip order. And then quickly changed everything. Changed everything. For me, I thought that they should have waited. Isaac would have called all the two boys and would have said that you are the firstborn, so you deserve the blessing. You understand? And do what? But look at what happened. Confusion. Jacob had to run away from home. Never came back. Never. The last thing he saw was to go and see the grave where the mother was buried. Was it a good situation? It's because of some of these things. Anger, wrath, evil speaking, disunity, all those things. When Jacob was going to meet his brother Esau, was he happy? Hey. How many years after? Had two wives, had all these children. He was afraid. Why? Because bitterness, anger, evil speaking. You see how many years they traveled. Please deal with it right now. Hallelujah. Begin to speak in tongues right now and begin to tell God, I want to deal with this thing right, right now. People have hurt me in the past, but I want to deal with it right, 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 right now. In the name of Jesus. So, Pastor, you also get hurt. Yes, we do. We do.
Then Jacob and his wives. I'm just going to conclude in a minute. Was it a nice home? They said Jacob loved Rachel. Rachel, rather than Leah. It wasn't a secret. Can you imagine? Eh? That your husband says, I don't love you, but this other woman I love. I'm not talking about polygamy here. This is a new dispensation. Amen. The other boys hated Joseph and Benjamin. Then he made a mistake of sewing a coat of many colors to compound the situation. Then he also told them the dream. It's not everything you have to talk about. If God has shown you that you'll be the alpha and omega of your house, I'm joking with it with the word, you know. Keep it. Pray over it. Because you are going to be like that to help them, not to rule over them, not to boss over them, not to show that you are better than anybody. Amen. Look at what happened to them. Wanted to kill Joseph. If you had been for Reuben, you see the, the, the dynamics. You know the story, so I'm not going to tell the whole story. And God, in His divine providence, let the Ishmaelites come and pass by. Otherwise, they would have killed him. And then, once you've done that, you have to go and lie. You know what happened to Jacob when he heard that? You know, it's not easy to have a son or a child die. It's not, it's not easy. All since that time, to the time they went back to Egypt, he was still mourning. Joseph. So that's the trouble these kind of things can create. And we have to, as believers, we have to deal with them once and for I don't want to talk, I don't have time to talk about Moses and Korah. I don't have time to talk about Saul and David. Saul left the throne there and was running and not looking for David. You know, if you know the story, you know what, what was he looking for? He wanted to kill him. He had passed bitterness and evil speaking and wrath. He wanted to kill him. All because Saul killed thousand and David killed ten thousand. The women too. Why do you sing this kind of song? Huh? At least you have to know that uh, sometimes you have to keep quiet. But they took tambourines and started dancing. You are telling the king that he's useless because of this small boy David. Oh my goodness. Trouble will come. And we saw the trouble. I mean, these are generational troubles. You know, these kind of these things in, in Africa and in some of the other places, there are families who don't talk to other families. You know that? They don't talk to them. They don't marry into those families. They make sure they'll tell you that don't go there. Even if you are in love, you can't go there. Amen. Since you have already tasted, verse 3 of 1 Peter, the goodness and kindness of the Lord, you need to do the right. There are many. Philemon, the book of Philemon, you know the story. Paul had to beg for Onesimus. Beg, literally. And later he had to use some apostolic gymnastics. That if he owes you anything, I will pay. But you have to understand that you yourself, you owe me more than he owes you. Yes? Alright, so no debts. Yeah, Judy, eh? no debt. Hallelujah. So, 
why was Jesus crucified? I mean, I mean, let me let's let's go through these things. We are, we've been joking with this little forgiveness thing. It's trouble if we don't forgive. Unforgiveness is big, big trouble. Why? How was Jesus crucified? The Sahindrin, the, the Pharisees, they, they were jealous. Or, or they were not jealous. Were not just speaking evil about him. Were they not planning to kill him? Then when he raised Lazarus, it was it had come to the peak that they wanted to kill him and Lazarus, the person who got the miracle. Italy has a twisted logic. What is this? It must be a demonic thing. Such a glorious miracle happens and you want to kill the person. And later, Jesus was killed. Because they were jealous. They said all the people will follow him. This Lazarus he has raised, now all the people is becoming popular as if we are in a popularity contest. Ministry is not a popularity contest. Get down the popularity ladder and serve. Minister, serve. God Himself wants you to be what you make you. Amen. I'm not going to say more. I've said enough for you to understand what I'm saying. Unforgiveness is a killer. Unforgiveness can cause generational troubles. Unforgiveness can cause sicknesses and diseases. Unforgiveness can divide families and siblings and, and cities and towns and, and rulers. It can divide. It, it causes so, But nobody notices. All of us are speaking in tongues. It's not bad to speak in tongues. Apostle Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you. But the right key must be used to open the right door. I don't like the way you're looking at me. Should I run away? Hallelujah. The right key. If you look at the scriptures, the right key. The gifts are there. You don't work for them. So you have to learn how to apply the gifts. It's a different thing altogether. Amen. Other things are in the wonderful things that God has given to us. Wonderful. I love spiritual gifts. I love to hear. I used to teach. I used to teach how to hear God. If your soul is always interfering with your spiritual life, you won't hear God. It's called differentiation. Integrated counseling. It's called differentiation. You are not well differentiated. Your soul is always, you know. Last scripture. Hebrews 4.12. The word of God, quick, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and the spirit. Then there's something that the bone and the marrow. You can't get to the marrow, and that's where I'm concluding. You can't get to the marrow in the bone unless you break the bone. It's painful to be offended. It's painful to be slandered. It's painful, and you might not want to let it go. It goes with some pain. A man left his wife, rich man, very rich man, and we had to counsel him. No, you can't do that. Sack, I mean, these are not young people. These are 60-year-olds. Oh, yeah, he sacked the woman. 
and we spoke to him so he became born again and then we were teaching him foundations and all that and we told him look you have to go and bring your wife home so she can also join you the day we were taking him bitterness and those is the battle the day we sat in the sky let's go and bring your wife he cried from where oh yes big man 60 year old man. He, he wept because the pain of forgiving the wife dealing with it you know he had to deal with it and it resulted in tears these are all my friends he's there now he became full gospel president and he became a big man he became a big man and he's still married to the wife and they wonderful but he cried like a baby let's rise up on our feet